This conversation is brought to you in part by Harvesthold from Verdant Technologies, with promotional consideration from Volcano Produce. Hey, hi, ho, everybody. How the hell are you doing today? I know you're doing well because that's my wish and hope for everybody out there. And I know Don thinks that way and Shuddy thinks that way. We all hope everybody's doing well because when we do well and we think about positive thoughts, we do cool things. Positive things happen to us. And that's such an important thing to remember, like being inspired every day or inspiring somebody else. Super excited about my guest today. We're going to have talking fun about an upcoming expo, what's going on at the Fresh Produce and Floral Council. We got some big guns here. We got big guns in the house today, kids. We do. We got the president of the FPFC here, Don's here, Don Gann. He's going to rock and roll with us. And then coming up, you know, friend of the people, protector of the poor, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Yes, he is a Pokemon by disguise. Everybody as well. Please welcome Michael Schott, the director of Produce and Florals at the beautiful Raley's up in the big sack of California. Welcome, gentlemen. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for having us, Todd. You're absolutely my pleasure. I guarantee you're never going to get an introduction any better than that ever in your life. That was more passion. Than, I mean, come on. That was, that was reeking of passion right there. So <laughs> I can bring out the passion in that T-Sizzle. Thanks for the vine. Thank you so much. I love it. I'm excited to have you guys here. I love what FPFC is about. I love the fact that we have organizations like what you all do that, that work to uplift this industry by unifying the industry in the commonality of all of our goals. Let's increase consumption and change America's health and do good for our planet and for everybody else. Such a lofty goal sometimes, but damn, it's a good one. So it's just great to be able to highlight what you're about, the expo that's coming up. But before we get going, just because, you know, why not? I do with every one of my guests. Just real quick, Don, I'll kick it off with you. Just say hi to everybody. Give everybody a quick little bio and intro of who you are. And then Shetty, you can make up whatever you want to say. You know, whatever lies you come up with, you'll go second. Go. Yeah, hi, everybody. I'm Don Gann, president of the FPFC. And uh, it's great to be on here with uh, you today, Todd, and with Michael. And, hey, we're just here to talk a little bit about the FPFC. Uh, I've been a part of this organization for over 20 years. Uh, been fortunate enough to help be a part of uh, what we've been doing re recently the last couple of years. And, you know, last year we had a great year. And, and this year we're off to a great start. Uh, great support from all the members. We want to thank them for that. And, uh we're looking forward to uh, this year. We got the expo coming up, and we're already planning for 2024 and 2025. Damn, I can't even think past tomorrow. That's a heck of a follow I got out there. Well, it's you know because you're the chairman, Shuddy. I, we all know that you're making demands. We know we're going to talk about the rider that comes with you being chairman, about how people have to step behind you three feet, no eye contact, all that shit. We'll get into that in a minute, but go ahead and introduce yourself first. So Michael Shudd, Director of Produce and Floral here at Rayleigh's, the Big R in the NorCal market. Uh, next week, I'll be celebrating my 37th year here. But I think what we're, you know, what we're going to talk about today is, you know, of those 37, about the last seven, I've been, I've had the privilege to serve in an organization uh, such as the FPFC, you know, trying to really build on the, the history that's been laid before me since 1965. Yeah. You can search the record books, but uh, you know, if you're not named United or PMA, we really have the longest track record here. And that's, you know, that's a testament to, you know, the leaders that I've had before me and certainly the leaders we have now going forward, you know, all I am is maybe the chief of the volunteers. And then we, you know, collectively kind of turn that key and Don's back and then send him down to, to fight the battles for the organization. And those battles from, from my lens are, how are we returning value to membership, first and foremost? 
and to the industry as a whole, because we're we're a steward of that as well. So yeah, the tip of the spear in all things that that represent this this organization. So yeah, hundred percent. And of course, you got you know, let's face it, Marvin Quebec twisted your arm. Let's just call it out right now and get it on the table. You know, he twists everybody's arm. I know. I had to say it. I had to say it. You know, but as I said in the opening, as we started this thing off, one of the things I think is really, really unique, not only the longevity of this organization, which is really incredibly powerful testimonial to the industry supporting this cause, this, this movement, this cause, this change, this, you know, again, this collective of ideas and people to move the ball down the field for a greater good. It's become so much more important, in my opinion, in the last, you know, three to five years. Well, let's just go three years, you know, pre, pre-COVID. You know, can't say COVID, they'll kick us off the air. So we call it COVID now, it's covert. Um, but, you know, that, that the importance of coming together, I think, is even more uh, pronounced in, in, in business today than it ever has been before. I think we recognize that now and the unity that we need to have. And when the industry, especially as powerful as the produce industry, can come together, you know, we're feeding people. We're changing this planet. You know, we're, we're helping the climate. We're helping your health. We're doing a lot of really positive things. So to, to, to feed on that, you know, it's just great to see this organization at such a high level. And especially with the people that are involved in this organization. You know, I had the good pleasure of working doing some stuff with some of your past chairs. And let me tell you, that's, you know, you collect baseball cards. There's some valuable baseball cards right there to be had, right? And there's some big people with some big jobs that have done some big lifting. And it's a testament to what this industry is about. So I framed that up to throw my first question. Don, I'm coming at you with this one, man. Here we go. Hot seat number one. Give everybody a little bit about what the FPFC, you know, is and, and, and what its mission is. Yeah, you know, the FPFC, like we talked about, started almost 60 years ago. And, you know, back in the day, there was inside the grocery store, there was already outside associations like grocery deli, meat deli, and they would meet and get together and network and talk about business. So a group of produce individuals started uh, the FPFC that started off with luncheons. Uh, They would meet with retailers, suppliers and retailers would get together. They would meet. Uh, You know, back then, a lot of business was done down at the market. So there was a lot of face to face back then. And this was just more an added value for that. And. You, you know, fast forward 60 years later, the luncheons are still our mainstay. I mean, that's still kind of the backbone of the organization. But I think where it's different now is business is being done more electronically. There's less face to face. The business is streamlined, which is good. So the FPFC still has that uh, value because we can bring people together for luncheons. We're a networking organization. Um, we also have the expo, which is coming up, and it's a great one day event. I know when I worked for Stater Brothers, I could get more done in that one day than two months of meetings. Yeah. So to see all the suppliers and, you know, and we do fun things, golf tournaments, we get together. So through the FPFC, we're able to keep members engaged with the face-to-face interactions. And, you know, uh, we just finished the heist, which was our casino night. And we had a lot of the past chairs there. We had a great turnout. So we need to thank everybody in the past, our past chairs, our past board members, our past committee members um, to help get us here. And as a lot of these people, the this generation that is going away, there's a new generation coming up. And I think uh, for Michael and I, uh, our job is to bridge that and get the younger generation to keep this thing going so they have the same opportunities we have. 100%. You know, something I believe in really strongly is as we, as we mature in ourselves and our careers, we have a choice. You can take your wisdom and move it forward with you. Or you can take your wisdom and work it backwards, you know, to help li- uplift others. And I think that's such a great part of what I know Michael firmly believes in. I know you firmly believe in it. The organization firmly believes in it. 
it's just powerful when you can do that. You know, mentoring, giving back, it's just such a great, it's such a great thing to do. Once you do it, it becomes addicting kids. That's one thing for sure. Once you start giving back, it's like, I want to do that again because I feel good. Look what I've done to change the world. So Michael, you're the chairman, chairman, they call you chairman. They have to, everybody calls you, sir. That I know that I read that here in the bio, sir. Um, But talk to me a little bit about your role as chair and why, you know, why you did it, why you wanted to become, what's your, you know, what's your platform is, what you're trying to accomplish this year under your tenure. There's a lot to unpack there. I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I hurt? Did I, she want, are you sitting? (laughs) At its core, (laughs) at its core, I think I'm the, you know, I'm the top of the, or the bottom of the funnel for kind of strategic guidance and adherence, right? One is, is talking about the vision of not just where we are today and, you know, Don and I, we reflect on the past a lot so that we make sure that we, we stay within those guidelines of adhering to the core values that started this organization. And I think we can always speak to the things that we do today and how they point back to what this, what this organization was founded on. We talk a lot about how we are going to increase access and consumption. And when you start to look at the things that are differentiating, differentiating about this association, versus others, you have to, you have to look at things like, like our apprentice program. You know, to date, we've graduated 102 professionals into this industry that are now more armed to take these, this torch wherever, wherever that lands them within this business and carry it forward because they've gone through this program. That's not something that every association does. Um, when you look at our strategic alignment with Brighter Bites, you talk about you talk about increasing consumption, what they do with getting food to under-resourced to start, and where they start that conversation in the classroom, starting early adoption of getting fresh produce into, you know, into the diet of school-age kids. If that doesn't align exactly with who we are as an association, you know, so it's it's making sure that we we stay there. And if you yeah. look at, if you go and cite our vision statement, the last two words of our vision statement are Western region. Mm-hmm. For, for a very long time, we've been associated with being a California organization, even a Southern California organization. But, you know, if I put any fingerprints on this this year, it will be for us to continue to look at us serving the Western part of the United States, you know, talking to the, talking to the underserved areas in the, in the PAC Northwest. This year, we're going to host a, an event in Arizona and we haven't been in Arizona for a very long time. We know that there's, there's a retail void out there to be able to supply what we do to, to regions like that and keep, keep pushing East so that we can really, serve a wider community within this industry. That's probably the, the breathy answer of what I'm trying yeah. to do from the chair role. But No, but I, it's a great answer. Go ahead. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm going to be a blip in time. I'm here to serve, you know, this year and I'll continue to serve in some capacity over the next few years. But this is, you know, like I said it before, Don is the tip of the spear in taking what we see as the, you know, the strategic goals of the, of the association and, you know, I can talk about it. He's going to be about it. He's going to he's going to live that every day and push yeah. down the tracks of taking the association to, to new levels. Thanks for joining the Todd Versation. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Gordon Robertson, CEO of Verdant Technologies. 
Thank you for listening to Todd Forsations. Our innovative post-harvest solution, Harvest Hold Fresh, is a game changer in delivering longer lasting produce from crop to cart. Our patent technology slows the clock, extending the shelf life of fruits and vegetables, helping to preserve them at their peak. By simply inserting a sheet of Harvest Hold Fresh into packaging after harvest, our solution works to significantly reduce waste, deliver return on investment, and offer robust sustainability benefits in the perishable produce supply chain. That's a winning proposition for the grower, the shipper, the retailer, the consumer, and our planet. Contact us today and let us help you change your fresh future with this one sheet wonder. Harvest Hold Fresh from Verdant Technologies. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, again, you go back to the, the, the past and what you've built and why you've built it, what's made it successful. And to think about expanding that, you know, across a wider region, I think it's just such, it's, it's incredibly powerful. It's an amazing opportunity for people to get involved. It's an amazing opportunity for them to come along and see the good work that you all are doing. And to your point, it, it is lunches are a part of it, but it's, it's the work that you're doing to promote people through the industry, to mentor, to uplift, to give experiences to, to help drive that next future generation and give them some basis of, let's face it, kids, common sense, reality, what do we need to work on, unity, you know, uh, camaraderie because of the organization. It's incredibly powerful. I love it. I think it's just super, super cool. So we got the expo coming up, which is going to be April 27th down in beautiful Anaheim, right there in sunny Southern California. Um, and I love what you guys chose as your, as your theme for it. And I want to talk about it really quick. You talk about cultivating a healthy future. Michael, you just kind of touched on it a little bit, you know, talking about the importance of that. So I'm a, it's, it's an incredibly important topic. And I think it touches on a lot of things. So I'm going to throw the question out to both of you. Talk to me a little bit about what cultivating a healthy future means to either one of you. Shetty, you want to go first? Don't matter. You guys can arm wrestle. I'll watch. I, th- I think there's a I think there's a lot of different ways to to frame this, right? You could talk about you know cultivating a you know a healthy future for you know as an as a, at an industry level for sure, and we talk about that through you know what I what I spoke to already the apprentice program, and you know I mentioned this in in some other in another venue, but FPFC we're now technically printing our own money this year. We have incoming. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait. A minute. What? Does anybody know that? I mean, is that public? Should you say that on a podcast that's in 69 countries? I doubt it. I should have put the air quotes on there. Okay, thank uh, you. Air quotes. I used, to work, I used to work for the FPFC, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're running from the FBI. <laughs> but this year is the first year in the history of the association that someone that has gone through and graduated from our apprentice program and then has since mentored other graduates of our apprentice program has now been elected to our EC. Wow. So we're now making our own leaders in-house printing our own money. Right. That's, that's a testament to the, you know, to the program. So that's part of, you know, that's one way to frame the cultivation. Um, I think, you know, there's always going to be a place where we talk about, you know, Hey, we've had a very captive audience for the last couple, couple years. What's the word we can't say the vid, COVID, whatever. COVID. Yeah, it's um, COVID. It's code. We've had a very captive audience, you know, for the last couple of years. And, <laughs> and consumption has been, you know, has been a good thing. But we can't let go of the we can't let go of the rope there. We have to, we have to stay hard pressed to keep pushing down that track of people inviting a healthy lifestyle. And we are all about that, right? We're original plant-based, you know, 
Nat Expo's coming up and they're going to talk all about it. We, we actually are about it, you know? Yeah. So, so there's a lot of different ways to, to look at this lens. And I'm sure Don's going to add a whole nother context to cultivating. He's got a snowblower. It looks like a tractor, but. <laughs> uh, you know, it, Michael, you touched on a lot of what I want to comment on, but you know, one of our partnerships with Brighter Bites, um, they're doing this. They're cultivating a healthy future by taking uh, underprivileged kids at a small age and teaching them about eating healthy and giving them recipes and giving them produce. And they're taking it home to their parents who don't have a lot of money. And we're finding out through their database that their parents are now liking what they're eating and they're eating better. And they're they're making these um, dishes now because of, you know, they were given the ingredients and the recipes. Um, so that's part of it. What we're trying to do is align with the right people and, and help each other move this produce industry and, and create that healthy culture. And, you know, we're just a piece. The produce industry is just a piece of the healthy culture because you talk about physical fitness, mental health. Um, all these things are tied together. So as a produce industry, you know, we're all trying to do our part. And, and this has been ongoing and it will be ongoing. Um, part of our panel at the Expo, Todd, uh, you know, we have four great people on that panel that you guys will be discussing a lot of these topics on, on how we can get better and, and what they're doing with their companies. And so we're looking forward to hearing that message from you and from our panel. So um, it's a group effort, not just the produce industry. It's just a lifestyle change. And and a lot of the younger people are making that move. Uh, my son's 21 year old and he's making that move here at home. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's powerful. And I, I will say, and I have to, is that school nutrition Educating kids about food is going to be one of the ways that we are going to change our planet, I think, the fastest at this point, um, from a health standpoint, from a climatic standpoint, all of it. And I, I am so into it. We do a bunch of it here in our broadcast. We talk a lot to the school nutrition people that are doing stuff. It's so powerful. I love it. You know, when you think about a show, you know, I, it, it, I know it's going to be kind of a, it's a loft, not a lofty question, but, you know, really, what is a show about, right? I mean, because you know, it's like, well, people are just walking around and this, but you know, your show is, is because of its intimate nature. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more to you, Shetty, about that intimate nature of shows, but because of that intimate nature, it really allows people an opportunity to spend time together. And I know networking is such a big part of what you all are about. So, you know, kind of tell me a little bit about what the show's about. And we cannot forget the amazing people in floral. So we got to make sure we know every realized florals at this show, which let's get those folks in billing because they make a huge difference in this world. Yeah, you know, our show is very unique. It's, a, it's basically a one-day show, right? We're, we're going to have a, a night-before event, House of Blues event for, for exhibitors, VIP, retailers, and we're going to have a lot of fun there. That's going to be great. But what's unique about our show, it's a one-day show. You come in, and I know when I worked for Stater Brothers, I took that five, six hours and got to meet everybody, see their products, walk the show floor, and I had more meetings done there in one day than two months, like I said. Um, so it's very unique um, and people could get back to work. You know, I went for one day, had my meetings and then I was back to work the next day. So that's an advantage for us with a one day show. Um, you know, in regards to floral, this year we put floral front and center, right, right in the middle. That's part of probably the mental health I was speaking about earlier and, and, and all the positive attributes that floral not just bring to individuals, but to, you know, the, the, the floral community and to the produce industry. We've been hooked at the hip. If you look at, at the retail level, I remember when I was a produce manager, Michael probably remembers, uh, I was in charge of producing floral bowl. I, 
that was just part of the job. So I think we've been married together for a long time. Makes sense to do this together. And we've got a lot of support this year from the floral people that we have. We had to extend the booths. We had to expand on the floral booths. Um, the retail presence, you know, this year, we're going to have retailers from outside of our area. We've expanded our retail presence for this year's show. So it's yeah. outstanding. So uh, everyone benefits, produce, floral, and uh, we're just looking forward to April 27th. I love it. You know, Shetty, you and I have talked about this before, and I, and, and I know you and I are in the same wavelength on this. Regional shows are, have become incredibly, you know, incredibly popular, and, and you know, and, and your show is no exception. But, you know, as a retailer, and to Don's point earlier, you know, why do these intimate shows matter more than you than, you know, than others? We've all been to the we've all been to the behemoths, right? And that can be, you know, something across the pond going to, you know, for logistica or something. And you you turn and you go down an aisle and it the vision it brings to my mind is you ever watch the, you know, when the Tour de France climbs in the Alpe d'Huez and they start out on a road and what these guys cycle through is, you know, is more narrow than my shoulders. That's that's what a large trade show is. Yeah. And you're just trying to get through. And we are absolutely not going to be that. We we build a trade show that is one day so you can get in and get out. We don't have a traveling circus. We're consistently always in the Southern California market. You can put mm -hmm. it on your calendar that that's where you're going to come. You want to plan your vacation around it? You want to see some other things in the area? We're going to be there. But I think the most important part for the retail lens is that I'm going to be able to go see a manageable amount of booths and have really authentic dialogue with those with those booth members. I know that I'm. it's not a sprint. I'm not going to cover 14 miles that day, but I'm gonna be able to stop and really get the crux of what somebody's got to say about their product or their service or their packaging. I can't do that at bigger shows. I want to, I need to do that. That's, that's why we're supposed to go to these things, to really have some takeaways. And when you're going to something that is, you know, of so much size, it, you either have to pick and choose or you're going to miss a lot. And I think at a show our size, you can take a breath, you can take a pause, you can walk by, you can have a conversation with someone, whether it's in your swim lane or not, wherever right. you touch this industry, but we're going to afford you the time. It's not going to be 600 booths. Yeah, that's, well, that's not who we are. Yeah. And I love what you said about the fact that it gives you the time to spend with people. Right. And again, it, you're, you're going to get more done to Don's point in that day than you can do in a bunch of Zoom meetings or, you know, Facebook, whatever the case may be. But it certainly is a good call to action to the shipper community out there, because I think sometimes we forget how big Southern California is in this marketplace and Northern California is in the you know marketplace and California as a whole with the grocery industry is a big behemoth around this country. And there's a lot of people to see. There's a lot of people to talk to when you get the opportunity to go down there and hang out a little bit. And your point's valid. How many times you flipped your badge over, Shetty, so people don't know who the hell you are so you can go somewhere. I just swapped out. Hey, I was at a show. I, a retailer asked to swap badges with me. That's like, great. No problem. That was a mistake. That, that's, that's, <laughs> that's good thinking 101 right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's absolutely spot on. Don, you talked to you a little bit about what the day is, and, I, and I, I can't be remiss in not talking about the keynote speaker that you have, because I think this is going to be incredibly cool. Last year, you know, I thought last year was pretty good, but uh, I think you topped yourself this year with this one. Please share with everybody who's coming, because I think this is going to be a fascinating conversation. Yeah, it's Sarah Thomas. She's the first 
woman NFL uh, referee and super, super cool lady. We had one Zoom meeting with her and she is so down to earth. Um, we're going to have another follow-up meeting with her, but basically she just feels blessed to be the first one, you know, so she's, she's out in front and she talks about traveling and she doesn't know which game she's going to be to until probably two weeks before. So she's always waiting to where she's going to be and where she's going to referee. And, um, she has so much insight on just what she does, but what I like most about her, she was first pioneering, right. To be the first female referee, but when talking to her, it's going to be outstanding conversation on Q&A because she's so down to earth. She's totally open to that. And she relates more on a on a personal basis. And she'll relate with our industry like Lisa Leslie did last year. I thought Lisa was outstanding. Yeah. Sarah is going to be right there with Lisa this year, if not better, just based on our quick Zoom call and the way she is very personable and responds to people and can and talk and maybe help people that, you know, maybe need a little help with their business or a little motivation, that kind of thing. Uh, she's going to be great. Yeah. Sports Illustrator called her one of the most influential people in the NFL. Wow. That's, that's a pretty heavy stick. That's a pretty heavy stick. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. I, I really do. I, I did a little, little dive on her and who she was. I was like, all right, this is going to be really cool to hear from her, especially the perspective trailblazer. There's no two ways about it. Yeah. So Shetty, kind of come back around and, and wind ourselves down a little bit. What do you, you know, what can folks expect? Give me, give me your, you know, you're, you're on the fence. Somebody's like, well, I want to go, but you know, do I want to go, you know, throw them in, make, make them make that decision right now to get online and sign up and come and get a booth and do the whole nine yards. Tell everybody what they can expect. Thanks for joining the Todd Versation. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Gordon Robertson, CEO of Verdant Technologies. Thank you for listening to Todd Versations. Our innovative post-harvest solution, Harvest Hold Fresh, is a game changer in delivering longer lasting produce from crop to cart. Our patent technology slows the clock, extending the shelf life of fruits and vegetables, helping to preserve them at their peak. By simply inserting a sheet of Harvest Hold Fresh into packaging after harvest, our solution works to significantly reduce waste, deliver return on investment, and offer robust sustainability benefits in the perishable produce supply chain. That's a winning proposition for the grower, the shipper, the retailer, the consumer, and our planet. Contact us today and let us help you change your fresh future with this one sheet wonder. Harvest Hold Fresh from Verdant Technologies. They can expect everything that we talked about, right? They can expect a show that that is really going to deliver on, you know, not being not being the biggest, but really really honing on trying to be one of the best. Yeah. Right? By the players that are going to be there, by what we're trying to do, we're going to have, you know, we're going to have information available about all the things we talk about as an association. You you know, you want to go and see, you know, the guy that's hawking organic carrots. Well, you can probably see that. You want to find out about sending one of your QC people or somebody that's on the loading dock through their apprentice program. We can talk to that too. We, we're going to give you the full breadth of what we are as an, as an association. We'll have apprentices there that can speak, you know, first person on, you know, their experience of going through the program, you know, and you can't lose sight of this brighter bites thing. We start talking about consumption. This is, this is a really strategic alignment for us. 
many times in lots of associations, ourselves included, we're going with our handout to ask for help or assistance in doing something. Suppliers are going to Brighter Bites. They believe so much in the program that they're going, how can I get my product to you so we can get that product to the people that need it the most? Right. This is a this is an inverse, you know, kind of kind of pyramid here where we're getting we're getting, you know, vendors and suppliers that want to that want to push down that path because they believe in it and they're aligned with us. So you want to know Love about it. that. We have we have access to that as well. So I think it's outstanding. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more about the Sarah. I'll tell you what you're going to get. You know, Sarah was the first for a lot of things. Right. First bowl game, first major college game. She broke she broke, you know, she broke a ceiling and kept breaking ceilings. And, yeah. um, you know, the fact that she's she's an athlete, I'm going to be, you know, that she was, you know, she was an athlete in her in her younger days. That's going to be a whole nother thing. But, hey, we're going to get we're going to get somebody, you know, that's had a peek behind the curtain to give me your honest opinion about the whole tuck rule. OK, so if you want to if you want to really know if the Raiders should have won that game. And TB12 launching his career to that to that singular play. Come find out what Sarah has to say about it. Well, we know I'm Ryan so Sanchez will be there now, so that's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, great. That's what we need is a more conversation about the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you call 10 Raider fans in the basement? <laughs> a wine cellar. My Sunday? <laughs> a wine cellar. <laughs> Any final thoughts, boys, as we wrap up? Anything? What's next? Final thoughts? FPFC coming up on the horizon? Anything you want to throw on the table? Besides the throwdown to the Raider fans we just laid out? Yeah, let, let's go. Let's go. Now, it's going to be it's going to be a great event. You know, we, we take a lot of responsibility um, with trying to curate a calendar that gives back to membership. We don't overpopulate. We know everybody's busy. But we think the things that we're doing now are, are essentially are very worthwhile. The expo is no exception. Yeah. If you hear if you hear the takeaways from the heist, the people that attended, it's it's probably one of the better events that we've hosted in the last handful of years. We're going to continue to build on that momentum. So come check us out. Love it. Don, any final thoughts? Yeah, you know, you go to these trade shows, whether you're a retailer or a supplier, right? And for a supplier, you want to get the retailer's business. And from a retailer, you want to fill any voids or gaps you have with your company. And you don't know where it's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to happen at the biggest trade show there is, a regional trade show, or which one. So um, it only takes one or two good ideas to take back to your company. So it's such an intimate show. The Expo, like I said, it was my favorite show as a retailer. So don't miss out on that opportunity that you might have to either fill your void or sell some produce. It's a great opportunity to do business. I love it. April 27th, kids, Anaheim Convention Center, get online, FBFC and uh, Fresh Produce and Floral Council. Get on, sign up, get a booth, do whatever you got to do, whatever's left, this and that. Yours truly is going to be hosting a panel, talking with four great retailers about, I don't know what we might talk about. I might talk about the Raiders now just to get under Shuddy's skin. I don't know. We'll see where that goes. We're going to have a great panel. I'm looking forward to it. It's a fun event. It's a great time. Let's go check it out. Thank you, boys, for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. Thanks for Absolutely doing my pleasure. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be Thank groundwork. You. He's damn right it's going to be. I might wear a tuxedo even. Shorts and a tuxedo. <laughs> I might do a Pat McAfee. You never know. You never know what might show up with me. There's a look. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hey. We appreciate it. No, say it. 
You know what? You know what goes with the uh, tuxedo? What kind of shorts? No. Raider shorts. Raider shorts are black and silver and black. That is never going to happen. And who says I'm not going to wear a light blue tuxedo for, you know, the Tar Heels, maybe? Who knows what I might do? Maybe I'm a t- Tennessee Titan fan. You don't know. Don't judge me by the color of my tuxedo. Throw the flag right (laughs) Throw the flag. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Check them out, kids. April 27th at the Anaheim Convention Center. It's worth your time. It's your energy. I know it is. I'm going. Everybody's going to be there. It's going to be a fun event. Be there. Be a part of it. And you can go inspire people there. And that's a good thing. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Check us out on social media, TLC underscore conversations. Don, you know why I'm on social media? Why? Just so I can make bad comments to LeBron James. That's the only reason I'm on that sucker. Uh, Thanks, uh, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you. We appreciate you very much. Oh, one more parting shot, Don. Just got to give you one more. Go Padres. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. Take care. Low, 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 low.